The Pay to Play Podcast is back with episode 81. We're halfway through the year of 2021, and it's been a little while since we had Josh Barsa on episode 80, uh, but sports are kind of still in full swing uh, here as we enter the month of July. We're recording this on June the 30th. It's James Edzikowski and Frank Guybe here with you, uh, and there's tons going on. And you know, we got the Euro 2020, we've got the NBA uh, Conference Finals, soon to be the uh, the finals themselves, the Stanley Cup playoff finals, the hot dog eating contest right around the corner. We're going to dive into as much of that as we can and jam pack it into a half hour so we're not talking your ear off. But needed to get something back out there, get our loyal listeners uh, a little bit of uh, wetting the beak, if you will. So, Frank, uh, I know you and I have both been quite busy. You're you're now an engaged man. That That's happened since the last time we recorded an episode. Yeah. So, yeah. exciting stuff. Exci- really exciting stuff, man. Um yeah, we got a lot going on. What's going on with you? Um, I've been traveling a little bit. I went to California for a little. I've uh, been back and forth to Cleveland. Um, but what's going on in your life? I, I I think since our last episode, I went down and saw you, actually, too. That was right Yeah, after. you did. We, we had a nice little <laughs> weekend here in Raleigh. Um, so what have you been up to the past couple of weeks? I haven't talked to you much. Yeah, popped back home for my sister's graduation to Cleveland. Uh, shout out Claire, uh, an official graduate, a collegiate graduate. Um but then, uh, since then, I, I've made my way over to D.C. for a weekend, went over to Pittsburgh for a weekend to see uh, the Tribe play the Pirates and lose to them. Uh, so it's been a lot of weekend traveling, finally settling down in North Carolina for a couple of weeks, I think, uh, especially for this Fourth of July holiday weekend and kind of going in with no plans. Uh, and we're going to let it ride kind of day by day. Yeah. All right. Well, I think a good, yeah, definitely golf this weekend, no doubt. Um I think a good segue though is you, you brought up the tribe. Let's let's talk about them. I'm going to the game Friday. What do you think about the team at this point in the season? Like, let's just give your take. I want to hear it. Sure. Hey, I mean, you've seen injuries batter the entire MLB to this season. Uh, the tribe starting rotation, no exception, probably. And, and Josh Naylor, man. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't even want to talk. I mean, we'll mention <laughs> it. Prayers and thoughts with him, but yeah, disgusting. He will probably be out a while, season under for sure. Um, but, yeah, the Tribe, I think they've just done their part in terms of answering the bell. You know, they're not – I think they're exceeding expectations as far as anyone's concerned. Again, Vegas had them at 81 wins, 81 and a half, you know, about a 500 team. And it's a two-team race in the AL Central. A couple games back of the White Sox, I think any Tribe fan will take that if you ask them. Um, you know, they certainly haven't been uh, – real a wow factor with them but every once in a while they'll light light up on a on a random night the the consistency is not there with the bats is, has been the nature of the team for the last yeah. several years that's how but, the team's built too that is but bobby bradley <laughs> comes up and fills in for jake bars and he's doing what everyone's kind of wanted so that's good to see um and it's kind of just been a by committee approach um so far oh, ahmed rosario has been the other guy that stepped up i'll tell you what shortstop uh, Jimenez was the starter at the beginning of the season. I've seen Rosario kind of stand in there. I think he's got a 14-game hit streak. Uh, I don't know if it's still active, wow. but it, it was yeah. at least at the start of this week. So good stuff on on the Tribe. Uh, but in the MLB as a whole, it's it's uh, been a weird year with them now cracking down on the sticky stuff, if you will. Yeah, really, dude, that is so weird when they check the pitchers. I don't even know what's going on there. But I like Is that just is that an official rule change? It is. Is it like a test that they're doing, like for the next month? Like, what's what's going on there? I believe it's till the end of the season, at least. But it's essentially that they kind of had a blind eye to it uh, in the past. You know, sticker or 
pitchers could have been using something, uh, you know, I think managers could call it out. It wasn't necessarily anything that ever happened. You just didn't see that because certain pitchers would use different stuff. Uh, but now that they're, you know, you've listened, uh, at least I've listened to a guy like Tyler Glass now said he would combine sunscreen and rosin, which is that little bag on the back of the mound, that white bag, which you're allowed to use. You know, obviously it's there. Yeah, for and like sunscreen seems legit, you know. It's yeah, just... it all it does like is it's sunburned, a, right? a, a better yeah right but you know the, of course they're applying that there and uh uh to their fingers and bauer trevor bauer is the guy that's been calling it out for years as a way that some pitchers have increased their uh rotations per minute which is kind of the way they track spin of a baseball spin rate and yeah, yeah so that's helped a lot of pitchers garrett cole being one you know he basically said he's been using some version or another and then spider tech is, you know, the one that really people are cracking down on saying that, you know, people have had that inside their gloves or whatever. Um, and now MLB kind of just said, cold turkey, you're done with anything. If there's anything sticky attached to your glove, your belt, your hat, you know, then they can eject you and you can get a suspension for it. Um, so, you know, it's one thing if you still are using rosin and, and like you can technically use rosin slash sunscreen if you want, but if that leaves a sticky substance somewhere on your body, you're now, you know, susceptible to, you know, okay. that makes sense. Even the consequences. So I, I haven't paid attention to the statistics so far on, you know, is spin rate back down immediately after I, I think there is some telling that that will be the case. And it's Trevor Bauer it probably uh, finding the data. So, yeah. Oh, he'll, we should, we should we'll, check we'll, here, we'll know in a couple of months here. He's got a he's got a whole other situation brewing for him. I don't know if you saw he was sued by someone. What? Uh, no, I, a, I have been female. way out of the loop. Uh, yeah, in the MLB, well, we won't get into that. We so, what's going on in the baseball, like actual baseball world? What teams are good? I, the I'm San Francisco the Giants have the best record in baseball in a division where we everyone thought the Dodgers and Padres were the teams to beat. So they've easily been the biggest surprise and deserve their kudos. Um, and it's funny because you don't you think of the Giants, they don't necessarily have a star player on their roster. Uh, they do. I mean, there's a bunch of guys that are playing like stars. You got Buster Posey hitting well over 300. Um, so they've been great. Um, you know, and we'll see how long that takes them. Mike Mike Tauchman, another guy that's really stepped up, and Mike Mike Yastrzemski, bunch of mics over there. Um, but beyond them, there are uh, you know. The Astros, unfortunately, are playing pretty well. Um, Big series this weekend. That's right. The Astros. Um, Coming to Cleveland. Yeah, they're okay, that's right. That's the game you're going to on Friday. Um, and so the Astros are playing pretty well. Off the top of my head, the, the Red Sox have resurged after a horrible last season. They're at the top of the AL East. And uh, beyond that, the NL East, I think four teams are below 500. I know I specifically talked at the beginning of the season, like, oh, this might be the best division in baseball talent-wise. Uh, it hasn't been so far. So that's just been the only thing of note to me. The Mets lead that division. Everyone else is playing catch-up uh, just below 500. Gotcha. Cool. What, what sport we want to talk about next? I, I like the – I mean, any anything we need to know other about the MLB? Uh, no, I well, I think actually the most natural transition here is baseball and hot dogs. Let's go right into the hot dog eating contest. You know, last year and even earlier in 2021, we had Nick Weary on. Uh, you and I haven't had our shit together, full disclosure. Uh, we probably could have <laughs> chatted with him to get him back on, but also don't want to bother him. He's, you know, after 
a great performance last year from him. Um, it'll be interesting as Joey Chestnut has won 13 out of the last 14 years uh, on the male side of the competition. Uh, Matt Stoney getting the 2015 uh, mustard belt. And then on the female side, Mickey Sudo has won the last seven years, uh, you know, Nick's fiance and, uh, you know, a, a legend in her own right is uh, she'll be actually an on-air analyst this, this year because she is pregnant. So, uh, dude, obviously not wanting to push the limits with a, a bun in the oven, if you will, you know, a little hot dog <laughs> bun right there, man, I'm, I'm on fire. Uh, so yeah, it'll be an interesting, we'll have a new female champion for the first time in a while. So I'm excited to watch that. Yeah. I mean, we got to look out for the lions. Always a fun thing to maybe throw a couple, couple fun dollars on, but, um, Chestnut's going to try to beat his own record of 75 hot dogs. I don't, I don't think anyone's going to get too close to him. I bet Nick will be top three. I hope he's, he's been, he's been getting better and better. I feel like, so hopefully he can, you know, crack the podium at least, uh, but it's going to be tough to beat Joey. Um, how about this edge? If there was a tie, maybe in the women's contest there, it, you know, overtime, what happens? Five yeah. hot dog eat off first one to finish the five wins. If that ties, it's a sudden death eat off of one hot dog at a time until we get a winner. It's kind of like the golf wow. this past weekend, you know, just keep going. <laughs> yeah, eight playoff holes for Harris English and uh, what's his face? I don't know. Uh, his name See, is weird name. Yeah, yeah what's his face is probably Kramer a good way to put it. Hickok? Yeah. Kramer Hickok. Hickok. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll, I'll buy that. Harris English, I think first guy in the tour with two wins this year. Shout out him. Um, and yeah, shout out anyone competing in the major league eating hot dog contest. Nathan's famous. Um, if you want to, you know, get excited for it Thursday night, July 1st, 7 30 PM. There's the good, the bad, the hungry, and it explores Joey Chestnut and Kobayashi's rivalry. Um, so if, if anyone is, you know, listened to this before 7 30 PM on uh, Thursday, go check it out. Anything else you want to say? No, I, I, you know, we have not been up to our par in research, but as far as hot dogs go, we know a thing or two about them. We know the drill. Uh, go back and listen to our episode with Nick last year about his strategy. But uh, there's also, I think, he's been on a couple other podcasts this week, so check him out on social media for his take on, you know, this year's contest. Um, but I think as far as transitioning to another uh, sport, I'm just going to gloss over it, Frank. The Olympics are on our, uh, you know, on our doorstep, finally, after being skipped over last year. And we're not going to go into detail, but I think we will. Uh, you know, July 23rd, your birthday, is uh, when they will so, kick off. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty pumped. Uh, I've been watching some of the trials. Simone Biles didn't do great, honestly. Still still easily got in, though, as, like, the number one. But um, excited for women's gymnastics. Swimming's always fun. Track and field. Great stuff. A lot of Ohioans, a lot of Ohio State athletes there. So hopefully, hopefully we get some some gold and silver for the U.S. I, I think I saw Ohio State is sending twenty six representatives from their themselves. It was a that. lot of different countries. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I did notice that twenty six different or no twenty six different athletes um, of like seven or eight countries or something like yeah. that. I believe. Um, but that that actually, I'm glad. We brought that up on Simone Biles because as far as, you know, it's tough to you, you hear the best athlete of all time debate. And it depends what type of athleticism you're talking about. But you don't hear Simone Biles or Joey Chestnut get their dues. But when you talk about dominance or excellence in their sport of choosing, uh, you know, Simone Biles, she hasn't lost like a major competition in like I feel like ever. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, honestly, two of the two of the most difficult sports, in my opinion. I mean, no one in the world right now could go challenge Joey Chestnut. Um, and no one in the world can do it. Simone Biles can do it in gymnastics. Um, and for as long as they've done it. So that's, I like the take. I like the take. Best of yeah. all time. The GOATs. Best athletes of all time. They're right Simone there. has like goat slippers that she wears around. She just knows it. She owns it. <laughs> she, I love that. That There's a, a sense of confidence in that that you can't, uh, you literally just can't put put words behind. But Frank, you saw firsthand uh, how tough eating is. Uh, do have to shout out you last week going to the Waffle House. I think we're exactly one week removed from that. Um, yeah, the 24-hour Waffle House challenge, I had to complete it for coming in last place of our fantasy league. Um, it was a, it was pretty tough. I mean, wouldn't want to do it again, but I did I did 11 waffles in 13 hours. Took my time, um, but man, it was it was still a pretty tough day. Uh, the people at Waffle House are great, though. Shout them out. Uh, let's, let's move on and talk about the NBA. Um, sounds great. Yeah, the NBA sounds <laughs> like a reasonable way to get in next. Uh, we've got two conference final series. Um, Coming coming to a conclusion here sooner than later, the Suns are up 3-2 on the Clippers. Uh, of course, Kawhi Leonard has not been playing um, for L.A. And meanwhile, Chris, Chris Paul has come back for the Suns. And this series is one where the Suns had a chance to close it out on their home court in Game 5, but now the Clippers go back to L.A. as Ty Lue is now 10-2 in elimination games as a head coach. Um, I was I was thinking about that. Ty Lue, when uh, Cavs are down three one, I wonder if he left something in the ceiling of their arena. Remember, he said he was he like for the Cavs, he left it in the opposing arena after winning Game Five. We're gonna get yeah. to Game Seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he did that again. Uh, left something in Phoenix, but uh, I I still like the Suns to win the series with Kawhi out personally. All right. Well, this could be a. Uh, you know the the game will be played tonight, so by the time the episode's out, yeah, you, that your take could be right or wrong. We could we could already we yeah. Could have I mean, it's not Friday wrong yet. Hands. It could it could it could not be wrong yet. It could be right already, which is why it's You're an right. easy take yep. to have. It's an easy <laughs> take to have the team up to me too. What about the other side though? It's two two now. We got the Bucks um, playing the Hawks. The Hawks, the underdog story, the Cinderella story right now. The five seed. Um, 2-2, two, two. Giannis goes down in game four in the third quarter. I don't know. Have, what's the update on him? He looked, they, looked like a three. They officially game. said he's doubtful. Uh, they haven't ruled him out completely, but doubtful. Means... Makes me think if you're saying that already, that it's unlikely he'll be on the floor. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still think Chris Middleton in a weird way can beat the Hawks, especially if Trey Young's still out. I think he might be back. But um, it's going to be a good series. Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, I think, can still – hold their own with the Hawks and, you know, when it's now it's down to what a three game series, basically best two. Yeah. Three. Yeah. It is essentially a three game um, series. Yeah. So it's, I, it's going to be interesting. I would, I mean, I got to believe the winner of Suns Clippers wins, wins it all now. I mean, unless Giannis is healthy, I think the Bucks could, could beat the team out of the West. That's my uh, thing. That's yeah. Okay. The finals. Well, it, so, so we also, I like the Suns. To, I like the Suns to win it all. Chris Paul and Devin Booker get a ring. I like I like that I like that logic. We also didn't talk about the fact that Trey Young will be out for Game Five, though. Is he um, officially out? Yeah, okay. he's been ruled out with his foot injury. Um, and, and so you look at those teams on the East; they're a little bit battered up. Like, not only are the Bucks down Giannis likely for Game Five, but uh, DiVincenzo got hurt early in the playoffs for the Hawks. DeAndre Hunter was a big part of what they were doing, and 
he busted up his knee and he was out for the season. It, it's been crazy, you know, with the shortened offseason, maybe that's played a part in leading to some of these injuries. Uh, Shaq came out with the take, said, hey, if you're making the money you're making, I don't want to hear about a short offseason. But you're, you're hearing about in the MLB, a bunch of players are getting hurt uh, after their, I guess, shorter offseason, not by not by much necessarily, but um, also in the NBA, teams are getting battered up as they go down the stretch. I don't know. I don't know if I buy into it either. I, I, like, that could be our scam alert. That could be our scam alert. Is yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Let's let's talk about the other the other playoffs. We got the NHL Stanley Cup. We got the Canadians versus the defending champs. Lightning. Lightning are up one zero. Correct. That's your am spot. I, am on I correct in all of that? Yeah, um, and I I'll just call out right away that my earlier take in the NHL was I was a, I was on the Avalanche train, uh, and they did not have it. Uh, they went down to the Vegas Golden Knights and. Then the Knights falter to the Canadians. Montreal might just be the team of destiny with Carey Price in that, but down 1-0 in the series, they've got their work cut out for them. Yeah, Lightning looked pretty good. They were very physical in game one, but um, I still think it'll be a long series. I think Montreal with Price in that will win a couple games for sure. Um, but yeah, um, I love NHL hockey. Just watch, watching NHL hockey, especially in the playoffs, is great. Super fast. Awesome. 100%. And worth noting, obviously, on the uh, Tampa Bay front, they outlasted the Islanders in what was, uh, you know, a seven-game series. They win one one nothing in game seven. Um, they, you know, they've had a pretty dominant playoff run. They took out Mike Canes. I saw him in person, and they completely just sucked the life out of the building the way they played, the, the, <laughs> kind of, the brand of hockey they have. Um so I, you know, I, I don't have a full on take, but up one, one, nothing in the series. I, it's hard to see a way they don't repeat for me. I don't know. All right. There's your take on the series. Hard to see a way. Um, I mean, that's, that's kind of it for sports guys. Any, anything else? Euro 2020 is going on. I guess we didn't talk about that too much. Kind I of think some upsets. Been some, been some kind of interesting upsets. Who did Swiss, Switzerland took down France out of, out of a crazy comeback down three, one. Insane uh, comeback, actually. I just tuned yeah. in for the last 15 minutes of that game, and I, I, there was so much action in that. It was 2-1. to one, You know, France was down at halftime, I believe 1-0. They came back, scored two goals uh, early on in the second half. So it was 2-1 when I turned it on the TV. And next thing you know, Pogba scores an absolute beauty from outside the box. Oh, the nice shot yeah. to make it 3-1. And the announcers are kind of talking like, well, France looks like they might have a date with um, you know, I forget who the next opponent was, whatever, but they were speaking too soon because Switzerland in the next 15 minutes played their tails off and put home an absolute beauty to uh, tie, you know, the equalizer came in the 90th minute um, just before they went to, you know, the extra time. And so to that extent, that, there's been a lot of great action during the daytime for any any sports fan. So uh, I believe they're now at the the quarterfinals with eight teams left yeah quarterfinals start friday and I, I think england has kind of assumed the role as the tournament favorite uh per this yahoo news article i'm reading but you know with france down germany out yeah they um, kind of england dominated germany 2-0 harry kane had a nice goal um they probably are the yes. favorite. spain is spain up there spain is up there i think they might they're looking be. actually pretty good they're young now spain is young it was funny watching them the first couple of games they were in this tournament, they were not themselves, but it is England, Spain, Italy as the top three, and then Belgium just behind it. Uh, I like know, Belgium. Belgium. I, I like Belgium. Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, 
Oh god, yeah, it gives me FIFA nightmares, but that's <laughs> that's the way it goes. Yeah, eight teams left. Ukraine was the one that just knocked down uh Sweden. Sweden. Yeah. Did you bet on them that game? I know you were asking. I did I did, but I had that unfortunate where they they uh oh, the draw. I draw bet in regulation and yep. they won in the hundred twenty first minute actually in extra time. Uh, a, a beautiful cross uh, by Shevchenko. The guy's the stud, plays out on the wing. Um, I, I think yeah. that just confirms the soccer theory. When in doubt, bet the draw. When in doubt. Honestly, the draw. dude, it's it's been – I did it once and I hit it on one of these games. I forget <laughs> what it was in the, in the round – or the, you know, whatever play, full play. Yeah. Um, but let's move on to finance real quick. You know, it's, sure. it is it is June 30th, so it's kind of the end of the first half of the year. Um Markets are right near all-time highs. I think they dipped just a little today, um, but the S&P 500 up about 14.5% on the year. Um, already a massive return. The Dow's up 12%, NASDAQ up 12.5%. Facebook, a couple, I'm just going to go through a couple stocks here. Facebook's yep. up 28%. Then you got Microsoft up 22.5%. Apple only up 3% on their share price. Interesting. Hmm. Tesla down only 3.5%. You know, I... The bubble isn't popping, but it's it's not it's not still going up, and Netflix down one point three percent as well. Um, the the big streaming provider. Uh, what what's going on in your world in the market, Sedge? Yeah, think? I'll tell you what. It was a solid first half for me. I think I was the you know, the S and P beat me by a little bit, so I think that proves the old the age old theory of maybe just take the no six route. months. Come on, it's a long term thing. You got to look at like the five or ten year horizon. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's probably beating me by more over that stretch, too. But <laughs> I, I wasn't too far behind. I think I was right in the 13% ballpark of uh, my rise in the first half. A um, couple of the big winners for me were IBM, um, which bought in around 120. They're chilling at like 145 right now. Um, so they were cool. Um, and a couple others, I think. Um, Drive Shack is kind of the long term. That's a long hold for me. Don't know how long exactly, but they've been solid. Um, especially over the first half of this year. And I'm trying to think what else. I've got a couple of losers I could talk about, but no need. Well, I like, I'm a positive guy. Let's focus no, on positive. No Live Nation actually did pop up quite a bit, as we've seen uh, live music come back. That was kind of the one theory I did have kind of from the get-go in COVID is, you know, they took a beating early on there. It's like, well, once they do come back, you know, once people start buying tickets and are able to, join in large settings again, which we're starting to see, they'll be just fine. And uh, that has held true so far. So um, those have been kind of my big winners. I guess Oracle also got a nice bump as of late too. Um, so good to see. Uh, no, None of those are like, hey. Cis oh, Cisco. Cisco's looking pretty good. This Yeah, they're holding strong, I which I don't want to jinx it. I need them to hold strong through tomorrow for uh, specifically I mean... just for, yeah. Company, uh, company started the year. Started the year at forty-four. Now at fifty-three. Pretty solid return. It's not sexy. It's, Th it's six it's months. Great though. Um. Yeah. Um. I've had some good luck with options. Honestly, in the first half of the year, I had a nice one on Rocket when they became a meme stock, and then I had Wendy's. Yeah. A long-term option on Wendy's, and they became a meme stock for just one day. And I sold one of the options I had, and like covered the cost of the others. So the That's other huge. ones have come back down in price, but like. I, I, it's still a long term play. I think Wendy's is a good buy. Um, but my, yeah, overall, I'm up like 25%. I'm, uh, in my Robinhood account, which is a nice, nice six months. Hopefully, hopefully it keeps up. I don't know. You'll take that. 
Yeah, I'll definitely take that. I think I think the market's still in a decent spot. Um, you know, Bitcoin's also been a crazy volatile ride. The crypto crypto market's already had a nice little bubble pop. I feel like went all the way to sixty five almost, and Bitcoin's now back in the thirties. Who knows where it goes? What do you think? What's your prediction on Bitcoin in the second half of the year? I'm, where's it end? Yeah, where's it end the year at? Yeah, where does it end the year at? Yeah, because I, I think oh, we did one take. of these. At the, I'm gonna have to dig back into the archives because i think we did say where did we think it was gonna where was the s&p gonna end up versus bitcoin i'm pretty sure we did this kind of like a buy sell deal i don't know where bitcoin um, started the year technically let me go look six months i think it started at 28 i'm looking at it right now 28 29 and we're at 34 currently um january one it opened at 29 yeah so not a not a great return technically a year to date Especially when it was chilling. But if, for the, I mean, if you bought it in, of, yeah, it depends when March you bought it. through May, yeah. Definitely depends where you bought it. I'm I'm thinking about buying back in sooner than later. I, I don't know if it's going to dip below 30. It, so, yeah, it's a guessing game for me at this point. It's not something it's, that I know. It's, a it, guessing, it's always a guessing game with, with crypto, <laughs> I think. Long-term yeah, trend so been up. That's all I know. I, right. <laughs> no, I, I'd love to see it go below 30, and that would kind of be my breaking point where to get back in. Put a limit order in it. It sometimes dips under real quick. Done it a couple times each month. Good to know. Yeah, it's good advice. Um, I would say, I would think it'll, you know, if I'm going to take the boring answer, I think it'll, although it'll be far from linear in the time between now and January 1st, I think it'll kind of keep a linear growth path from where it started the year. Maybe take, get another 5,000 and somewhere around 40. All right, I like that. I'm going. I'm going with it. At least rises a past seventy five at some point this year. Oh, um, and it, I don't know where it'll be at the end of the year, but that's a guess that it might might double from here again one more time. I, you know, it could. And then you might see easily. a nation. You might see a nation start buying it. That's what I'm thinking. Ecuador just made it legal tender. Some crazy stuff going on in the the crypto world. Sheesh. Um. But yeah, uh, what do you think about the S&P? You think it, it has another positive six months? You think it just keeps its gains? You think we, we start seeing signs of excess in the market? So I feel like there's a pent-up demand in the U.S. that like every company is going to have a pretty good year. There, I mean, there's, there is, there's some like, labor shortages, but... Yeah, which yeah, and it's funny. Stall growth, but... There's all this talk about, oh, all the inflation starting to set in. And right now, companies are kind of eating the cost for a little bit. But um, some consumers, I think, will start to see the end of that. And, and given kind of the stimulus that's been provided, um, a lot of people have that extra money that they have been investing, have been buying. Um, so I, I I know I started that point. I don't know exactly where I was going with it. I, I, I Oh, back to where I was going with it. I could see, uh, you know, 14% in the first half of 2021 for the S&P. I don't see a repeat performance to make it that strong of a year, but I, I could see, you know, very low single-digit growth from there, perhaps, you know, uh, maybe in the ballpark of 3 4%, you know, somewhere. Do you, think, do you think we see a, a dip of 10%, a little correction at any point in the second half? I, for one, wouldn't be shocked. Right. Yeah, I, I kind I, of agree. But I think it, you know, that could have obviously the timing of that's going to be very questionable. But I could see it's quick. Getting, they're normally quick. They're normally know. quick. They don't give you a ton of time to buy in. But sometimes they're deep, though. At least like <laughs> like March of twenty twenty, with the beginning of yeah. COVID. Ooh, scary times. Um, happier times now, though. Um, 
I, yeah, that's the market. I I think the S and P will end kind of near where it's at. I think it'll be a bumpy ride up and down. Uh, but I, a little bit higher. I agree. I like that take. Um, anything anything else about the market, or, or should we move into oh, our? Just we'll we'll wrap up here shortly. I was just gonna say a couple of industries that we've highlighted in the past that I know we've talked cannabis industry uh, a decent amount. Those some of the ETFs that we've called out on there. They haven't been too hot as of late. Obviously, those aren't necessarily in the S and P or anything like that. But um, it's it's funny that there's some talk about, you know, oh, can we get a crypto ETF sometime soon? It's like, ah, you know, I, I'd say not so fast with that personally. You, you watch the way some of the cannabis, and not that but I should equate cannabis to crypto, but I think that they're kind of newer industries, newer markets themselves that. Uh, you know, you have all these retail investors buying into them without knowing the full ramifications. I'm just a little cautious on that. Yeah. Maybe, call yeah. me a boomer. Call me a boomer. Yeah. Like you're kind of sounding like one. Um, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I disagree, but we'll, we'll save that chat for another day. That, that, no, that's not, I believe me, I'm kind of buying into the cannabis ETFs as we speak, but I'm just, oh, saying, yeah. I think. I mean, you got to know which, what you're buying into. I mean, I'm, I've bought a couple like actual companies here in the U.S., but they trade over the counter right now. And yeah, they don't have the regulatory clearance or, or whatnot. But uh, there's supposed to be a bill coming in July for the Safe Banking Act um, to give like cannabis firms access to banking or like better access. So that should help. And uh, some decriminalization bill will probably be coming as well in the next six months. So. Uh, those are some catalysts, but overall, it's still going to be about companies executing and operating, you know, and if yep. there's a market. So, um, sorry. Last last thing I wanted to call out is the Fed. The Fed had their meeting two weeks ago, and they said that they are planning to raise rates. I think they said two or three times by twenty. What was it? Twenty twenty two, twenty three, by the end of twenty twenty two. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I guess that could help the market gains. I, I, yeah. It's, I mean, they kind of need to at some point, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's chilling at zero as we speak. <laughs> so maybe raise them quick and make it make it hurt real quick, and then maybe we'll just start lowering again from like 4%. <laughs> okay, so yeah, let me correct what I just said. I was a little bit off, off point there. The, the rate hikes could come as soon as 2023, after saying previously in March that they saw no increases until at least 2024. Okay. So, the so we, got, we got time. We got time. Yeah. Yeah. They're saying potentially two hikes in 2023 was the latest guidance. We got time for the bubble to pop. Oh yeah. We got, we got a few, we, we could have a melt up. That's what I'm wondering. Like another like 200% in the next couple of years. And then we have a pop. That's <laughs> ride, the way, ride the wave, <laughs> ride the wave, ride the wave. And yeah, diversify as we like to say. Uh, yeah, we do. All right, guys, let's uh, let's wrap this up here, James. We have anything for the two minute drill? I, any anything you want to put some money on? Who's your NBA final favorite right now? Out of the teams left, the four teams yeah. left. How about you just take the? How about you take the East winner? I take the West winner. Yeah, that's good with me. I I like I because I kind of like the Bucks. I, I was yeah. Gonna say, I so hopefully Giannis can come back game six or seven here. Yeah, get him into the finals and win his first title. But uh, I'll take the West winner, whoever it is. All right, and uh, what are we doing? A little live video beer chugging of some sort uh, for the loser? Yeah, that's cool. So loser owes winner a beer and has to chug their own beer. How about that? Buys them a beer. Yeah, that's, that's a so fair they buy the round, a little bit. And they have to chug their own. 
Yeah. But the, yeah. the winner gets to pick the beer. All but right. it has to be the same beer for both of them. I think that's a fair. All right, let's go. That's a that good. Might be the new, that, might, that might be the new wager on this segment. Yeah. Well, it at least will be the one for this one. I we'll see if it's in person or not. I, my next trip back to Ohio probably not till the end of August. We'll uh, we'll see. It could always be virtual too. Get the video content out to the people. Alrighty. Um, what's our song of the week? You sent me something earlier. It was pretty good. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So live music is back, as I was mentioning with Live Nation, and I've been to already two concerts in the last two weeks. Saw my buddy Rex Larkman, drummer for Tropodelic, little um, kind of a reggae slash rock. Uh, you know, there. I actually would love to hear how he describes himself, but that's beside the point. Uh, they were fantastic live. Saw them in a small show in Raleigh, and then Mipso, another band that I really enjoy. Uh, Carolina folk um, type type stuff with a violin. Uh, the song Bad Penny was incredible. Uh, that's our song of the week. They brought out these two little girls that had to be like 10 years old. They brought them out on stage in front of a crowd of probably about a thousand people. I don't know. It was an outdoor show and uh, they were violin or fiddle students of the actual violinist in the band. And so they were playing the little solo. Oh my God. It was with them. Yeah, it was fantastic. The crowd was eating it up. They we got a little chant going for them after the song. Oh my goodness, that's the kind of stuff you miss during COVID when you can't have. You I know, mean, that is that is crowd electric. rallying together. Yeah, it was fantastic yeah. stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's a good song. It, it kind of starts out sounding like a, an Irish like folk song. That's exactly what I was it's gonna got say. That vibe. Yeah, it, it's pretty good. Yeah, I uh, I listened to it. Um, I'll listen to it again though for sure. And everyone else should as well. What what should everyone else do? They, they you guys need to watch the hot dog contest on July. 4th. I have a hot dog this weekend. Eleven thirty is the women. Noon is the men. On July fourth. Um, oh, I'm golfing right at noon. I got YouTube TV. You can bring that with your phone. Oh Beautiful yeah. Stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, have a hot dog out there. Enjoy. Uh, get with people. Have a social weekend of some sort. Uh, yeah, you know, this time weekend, last year, everyone's, everyone's getting Monday off. Hopefully, you know, if you're that not, might be the best day for the fourth. Like a Sunday might be the best day for the fourth because you get the following Monday off and you can, yeah, actually celebrate on the day itself. It's not breaking up the middle of the week or anything like yeah. that. I think you exactly, have there's yeah. some legs of that. Like if you have it on a Monday, you just have Monday off, but you, you have the fourth of July and you have to go to work the next day, right? Well, I you might have a point. This could be this is know, a special weekend. Yeah, it is. I, what do you get that? I don't know how the calendar works perfectly. But like, what do you get that once every, not directly seven years because of, of the leap year? You know, it might be a leap little years, like, Yeah, it's probably either six or eight. You know, it's either one or the other, I would think. I, I would have to do the math. Uh, I sound really dumb right now. Let's wrap this thing up. <laughs> um, I don't know I how the that. calendar works. Is literally something that just came out of my mouth. <laughs> All right, James, it's, it's been good catching up. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll see you later. We'll play some video games. Um, catch up. I haven't played that in a long time either. Go play some video yeah. games before the weekend. Sounds great. Uh, and everybody have a safe and happy fourth.